Hey y'all, Nancy's. This is Roy, and before we get into this incredibly important episode with Charmaine Chi, I would like to remind you that we're releasing A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens starring Chris Kelly as Ebenezer Scrooge with Anthony Alcaster in a secret cameo appearance this Saturday, December 19th. That's 2020 for y'all peeps in the future listening, so remember what a shithole year that was and appreciate a little bit of the arts today. I feel like there was something else I wanted... Oh, yes! Here's a sneak peek of that show. Enjoy. On Christmas Eve. Old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house, a grim, cheerless place if there ever was one. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open that he might keep an eye upon his clerk, Bob Cratchit, who in a cold and dismal little cell beyond worked at his ledgers. 19, 21, 22, merry gentlemen, nothing you dismay, uh, 23, 26, 29, 9, carry the 2, uh, Christmas Day, 17, 13, 17, 7. Bob Cratchit! Uh, 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 yes, Mr. Scrooge? Stop that infernal caterwauling! Uh, n- yes, sir. Uh, uh, 9, 15, 17. I'm singing their idiotic Christmas carols at my very door. Gordon, get away from my door. <laughs> I, I, I just thought it being Christmas, sir. Christmas? Christmas? You mentioned that word to me once more, Bob Cratchit. Now! A Merry Christmas, Uncle! A Merry Christmas, Bob! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Fred! Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you? You're poor enough. Well... What right have you to be dismal about Christmas, Uncle? Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should. Uncle! Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset over this. Let's bitch with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, Charmaine Chi. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and man who has finally harnessed the ability to look to his left on command, Tyler Cleary. I said you're left! <laughs> well, maybe someday. Today, we will be discussing <laughs> diet culture and the anti-fat sentiment as we record from five separate locations with fine adult beverages. With that, fuck them, you are beautiful. All right, uh, today we are joined with a wonderful theatrical performer and great friend and force to be reckoned with, Charmaine Chi. But before we get into that, let's examine our drinks. Leading off with our guest, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm like full trash today. I'm drinking um, margaritas out of a bottle, but they're uh, then, uh, we'll say, spiked even more with additional shots of nothing fancy, just Cuervo. Because mm-hmm, I'm complete mm-hmm. trash. <laughs> word, word, yes, indeed. I'm drinking an Eagle Brewery banana bread beer today. Mm. And it is fucking delightful. Yeah, yeah bread's good. Mm. Matt? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a uh, crisp glass of Riesling Ooh. from uh, Karen's Bottle of Relax. Wow. Now to disappoint all of us, Tyler. <laughs> I am drinking a nice, fresh top spring water because your boy is dehydrated as he's fuck. Got, he's having a little diarrhea today. Yeah. That's oh. it. Should be drinking Pedialyte, bro. 
Nice. Um, Is that what? Uh, oh. I'm having a Caribbean rum punch because I'm having a difficult mental health day. Aww. Um, mm. Aww, me. Yeah, fuck me. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um. Ah, yes. So anyway, um, our to topic today, uh, uh, Primo, would you like to lead us in on that? Sure. So, um, well, first, Charmaine, why don't you, if you could tell everybody um, who you are, what you like to do. Um, you know, how you like to do it and um, why the topic today is important to you. Yeah. So I'm Charmaine Chai Chi Chai Chi and I <laughs> is, am, that, is that Tai Chi? <laughs> I am oh, okay, so uh pause. My married name is Charmaine Chi. Uh, my first name is obviously Charmaine. And fun fact, when my parents were uh deciding what to name me, the choices were Charmaine Lee, which is what we went with, or Ty Melissa. So um, they went with Charmaine Lee, but think really quickly about my married name if they had gone with Ty Melissa. Ty Chi! <laughs> Ty Melissa Chi. <laughs> That's fucking great. Wow. I know. <laughs> Wonderful. I was almost... Tai Chi. Almost Tai Chi. Um, that could have been so yeah, way close. cooler. I would have been it's mad. It <laughs> <laughs> could have been way cooler than your real name. Yeah, I troll all of our guests to try <laughs> to not fuck up their names, but obviously yeah. I failed you. Yeah, you did, but hey, <laughs> you really did. But no one will ever know that because all of it will be cut. Uh, so, <laughs> um, how is Ryan? He's good. We're, uh, you know, that's good. He, uh, we're both working from home, um, and we're still in love. So go yeah. figure. Yeah, you know, so that's going well. Fuck um, yeah. miracles. But yeah, no, he's he's still able to. So he has a full crazy gym in our basement. You know, like those like meathead gyms, like one swinging light bulb kind of situation. <laughs> and so he goes down there every morning and like lifts heavy, and then he gets to work and hang out with pugs and me. So yeah, he's he's having a great sounds quarantine. like a dream. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, now how is your quarantine? Yeah, um, it's it's fine. I mean, we're we're really, really, really lucky because we're both working. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's just um, acclimating to a new way of life and trying to focus on what's actually in front of me and not what I'm panicking about that's outside of my right. circle of control. Yeah, I that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if I focus on what's literally in front of me, things are wonderful. Mm -hmm. If I think a millimeter outside of my circle of control, I will freak the fuck out and text Alex Malays <laughs> in a panic. Word. <laughs> to ever talk me off the ledge. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing okay. She's wonderful too. Oh yeah, I adore her. Yeah, yeah we've been quarantined text buddies like crazy. So awesome. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's my quarantine. <laughs> awesome. So man. I'm gonna circle back to just who you are, what you do in relation to what why the topic's important. Yeah, absolutely. So um I'm Charmaine Chi. I'm an actress. I'm a some of you know me as a comedian, I'm a writer. Um, and this topic is important to me uh because I don't know if you can hear it by listening to me, but I am a fat woman. And as and 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 I'm sure some of you are panicking a little that I said that, but I do. If you're unsure how to describe me to someone, you can say she self-identifies as fat. And that's okay. <laughs> but I am a fat woman, and um it's never a great time to be a fat woman as far as um society and uh, something that we're going to talk about today, diet culture and uh, anti-fat sentiment. Mm -hmm. And it's pervasive and it harms everybody, which is why I think it's important to talk about, but it harms people in the most marginalized uh, demographics of the universe the most. 
Um, but the reason it's important is because I'm sure everybody can relate to, you know, scrolling through your social media and they're like, oh my God, you guys, look at how hilarious it would be if I made a fat joke about coming out of quarantine, laughs for days. So many. Many. Um, and I'm super fucking over it. Um, so it's never okay to make fun of anybody (laughs) for their body. Um, but especially not, uh, marginalized people like fat people. It's, it's never cool to punch down, uh, but it seems to be universally accepted and lol's hilarious to punch down to fat people. Uh, it's just something that we're not ready to kind of give up on. Um, But the reason it's not okay, um, one, it's harmful. Those kinds of jokes, you know, the fat Barbie memes and the fat Ken memes. And even if you're making fun of our fucking president's body, um, even if the person whose body you're making fun of, the person who lives in a fat body, even if they're horrible, (laughs) the reason it's never okay to make fun of someone's body is because you're not telling our president or whatever asshole what you think about their body. You're telling me and all of your other fat friends what you think about my body. That's what you're telling me. Um, So that's personally where I come to it from, but also as someone who is several years into their eating disorder recovery journey, there are a lot of folks out there who are recovering from eating disorders who very well may still be very much ingrained in believing in diet culture, fear of uh, a body changing, fear of living in a larger body, because who wouldn't be afraid to have to face the shame and stigma and oppression that someone in my body faces? I understand why you want to be on Team Thin, but I say let's end shame, stigma, and oppression for people in all bodies and not worry about having to be on Team Thin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. The big thing is like just to be healthy in general. Like You can be larger and be healthy and you can be smaller. Well, because everyone is biologically different. So, yeah. So I'm going to challenge that. So excellent point. I agree. Health is something that we all want for ourselves and for our loved ones. But health is multidimensional, multifaceted, and it's something you can have influence only over. It's not entirely within our control. So Mm -hmm. to uh, so, for example, um, I do prioritize my health. However, there are a lot of people who do not prioritize their health, and that is their right. It is their body, and that's fine. A list of some people who do not prioritize their health. Anyone here enjoy professional sports? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, those guys. Football players. Football players do not prioritize their health. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. Um, extreme sports, people that are doing, you know, <laughs> dropping out of a helicopter to ski down a mountain, they're not prioritizing their health. Though there, I could I could keep going, but mm-hmm. that is fine. That is their right. But when we look at fat people specifically, and you didn't say this, you didn't say, and I like that you said thin people too, because I agree. I want health for people in all bodies. But the reason I'm saying they don't have to prioritize their health for the reasons I listed before about people that don't. But um, when we look at fat people, we will often say, like, I just want them to be healthy because we look at fat people and we assign a set of behaviors to them. Mm. Now, mm. there are many, many. And now those behaviors, whatever they are in your head, I think we all know what they are, <laughs> you know, eating too much, eating mm. whatever the wrong things are. We can get into that. Um not moving enough, not moving the right way. Everybody wants to tell you why you look the way you look. We're assigning something you missed 
that is the reason you look the way you do. However, <laughs> and we say it's for your health. We're concerned about your health. We look at your body. We know you're engaging in these unhealthy behaviors and we're concerned. However, those behaviors are unhealthy for people of all sizes. And we all know people who don't live in bodies that look like mine, people who live in much smaller bodies than mine, who do not prioritize their health and do not have to justify their choices. In fact, we'll be like, oh, I wish I could be you eating that entire cheesecake and taking a nap every day. We don't say, I just want you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. If I said I eat a cheesecake every day and then take a nap, the internet would fucking lose its mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right, and then someone who is skinny says it, and everybody just like bah, like laughs it, it off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the the intersection gets even trickier when you talk about people in uh, bodies with disabilities. Um that are even more marginalized, well, how can someone like that who's dealing with a permanent health challenge, how can they prioritize their health or meet the standard of health? And also there is no way of living that guarantees immortality right. or mm-hmm. even health and well-being. Oh, I figured it out. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I do. I do prioritize my health because it is important to me. I, I'm not saying that because I, I think I think people need, you know, to oh, feel think I'm a better fatty. If I didn't, that wouldn't matter. But my the reason I prioritize my health is because I believe in something. And I say belief because I feel like when we talk about bodies and and uh, eating and movement, it is a religion, right? You've got paleo, you've got vegan, you've got pescatarian, and everyone's convinced that their way is the right way. But we mm-hmm. all have our own bodies, and it's, it's about what's right for us in our bodies. Mm-hmm. The age-old saying that the body is the temple— like obviously, there's a bit of a religion that, that is involved in this. Oh, absolutely. We do worship at the altar of health in this society because we're all trying with our Puritan roots. You know, health is the new God. But mm, <laughs> says the guy drinking rum. <laughs> but that's the thing. So we're having a cocktail. You know, I consider this from a mental health perspective quite beneficial. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking loopy. But just to finish my thought very quickly and then I'll shut the fuck mm-hmm. up and we can. <laughs> Other Which is exactly why we too. wanted to bring you on. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I did I did dump a lot out there. But um, I, I practice something and I believe in something called health at every size because um, it has actually been medically proven that when you engage in healthy behaviors, eating in a way that is health promoting, moving your body in a way that is health promoting, people of all sizes that engage in those kinds of behaviors have the same percentage wise of uh, positive health outcomes. So you can level the playing field with behaviors, not necessarily by, you may never get into a body that is a bigger or a smaller size by participating in health behaviors, but you can live a body or live a life where you get to reap the benefits of healthy behaviors. And there I will take a breath Mm. and a drink from my, (laughs) from my cocktail. (laughs) So I'm coming at, this argument from a different perspective when i was a kid all the way up till my maybe my freshman year of college i was thin as a rail i played sports all the time i was Mm. skinny i had a super fast metabolism and once i got to college and slowed down a bit was taking more classes obviously was working on shows so i wasn't as a technician wasn't as active i started to put weight on and it's gotten gradually more and more and more over the over the years so i've probably put on 90 pounds since then 
And what's crazy to me is psychologically in my mind, I still see myself as a thin person. You know what I mean? Like I, every time I picture myself in my head, I'm like, yeah, those clothes will still fit me. And then I go into my closet and put a, a shirt on from maybe like five or six years ago. I go and look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, holy shit. But it's, and the thing is, there's something wrong with the way I look. I know that. And my wife tells me that all the time and I'm comfortable with it. But then it's just the way society has ingrained us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like has, has mm-hmm. like well, conditioned our brains yeah. to feel yeah. that way. And Primo, I'm the opposite of you in that I grew up and I was a very much a larger child. I was like the biggest kid in my like elementary school and into uh, middle school. And then I hit puberty and then like everything got like distributed. And then throughout high school, I like started like taking better care of like what I was eating and everything. And then I was skinnier and then I started like getting into fitness and then I got muscular. So like I sometimes still struggle with being like all the bullying I endured during the time that I was bigger. Cause the other thing is I wasn't funny then either. So it was like in the nineties, it's like every like big dude had to be funny almost. And I yeah. was not funny. So therefore I was a lame loser and lazy. So mm-hmm. now I am still like, I, I, I have to like kind of like fight against it often when I'm like having image issues and just like hearing those kids and like what the fuck they told me like back in the day about myself. It's so fucked up and it gets, it lives with you for so long. Like that was like what, like almost 20 years ago now, like like a little bit less. The reason it probably hasn't gone away is because maybe those bullies went away and they're not living with you and and saying those horrible things to you anymore. But society Mm. has become your bully. Mm. Once you wake, once you wake up to diet culture and how pervasive it is in everything we do, I cannot watch a TV show, a commercial, have a conversation about taking a shit like I can't do anything without something from the everybody knows school of diet culture where if you eat less and move your body more you'll be a thin person and then you'll be good those are the messages and usually there's also some peppered in and give us your money because we're the ones that know how to get you there so so those messages that never go away and of course you and many other fat people want to and i'm not saying that you did this but it's very um tempting to try to um participate in intentional weight loss because who wouldn't want to give the bullies their lunch money and get the fuck out of the oppressed class Mm -hmm. everybody who wouldn't want to sit in chairs that can support their weight and don't dig into their sides who wouldn't want to pay for two seats on a plane who wouldn't want to be able to shop at every fucking store I mean, of course you do, but there, but, but, but those three examples are just some of the examples about how America, the world wants to pretend that fat people don't exist, even though the statistics show that there are more fat people than there are thin people. Yeah. Um, But Matt, that's why those, that's why those messages never go away because you never stopped receiving them. You can stop listening to them. Um, and, and, and I also want to say as far as, um, knowing that your body is okay, but being surprised that you're in a larger body or, or, um, seeing yourself, your ideal version of self, which you didn't say, those are my words, but, um, seeing, seeing an ideal version of self as a Mm -hmm. thin self, 
One of the things I do is I flood myself <laughs> with fat positive culture. So I follow every fat Instagram babe. I, you know, yeah, vape about it. Let's vape about it for a minute. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You gotta start doing that away from your microphone, bro. Yeah. Can you like Damn, put dog. that? Can you can you like get inside me and vape? I think it would be quieter. Um so <laughs> Jesus. Um, That's the first time a girl ever told Tyler to get inside of her. <laughs> but with that, we do need to take oh. like a, the quickest little little break, and we will be right back. That was by far the funniest thing that has ever been said to me about me. <laughs> <laughs> by far. Whoa! Did you want another Christmas Carol cookie before bed? Well, as long as you don't tell your father, sweetheart. I think we can do that. Marley? 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 I could have sworn I sold... Ah, humbug. Well, he's been dead these seven years. Humbug. All humbug. What I need is a good night. What? What's that? Someone's in the wine cellar, but the door's locked and double locked. Someone, something is coming. Some, something is, is coming closer outside my door. Bah, I won't believe it. It's humbug still. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. <gasps> who, who are you? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Oh, Jacob, speak comfort to me, Jacob. Comfort? I have none to give. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger. Weary journeys lie before me. Well, how shall I escape? I'm afraid, Jacob. You will be haunted by three spirits. Is that the only chance and hope, Jacob? It is your only chance and hope. And we're back. <laughs> Vaping with Tyler. With <laughs> Tyler, the podcast. <laughs> Start the ASMR page. Uh, so I don't mean to, I will shut the fuck up in two seconds, but I just wanted to finish and say that we are so bombarded with bo thin body is the ideal body. And you can know that you and your wife think your fat body is awesome. I'm sorry if you don't identify with those words. I don't think fat is a, is a bad word. Yep. So please don't think I'm insulting anyone by using it. Um, mm -hmm. I think existing in a fat body is fine, and that's because I uh, erase as much uh, thin glorification of bodies from the content that I consume as I humanly possibly can. Mm -hmm. And when I can't mm -hmm. limit it and somebody's shoving diet culture and bullshit messages in my face, I say, hey, that's bullshit, <laughs> just to reiterate <laughs> that it's fucking garbage. Thanks. It's bullshit. Yeah, that was, um, that was taught to me by the uh, fat activist Reagan Chastain because a Weight Watchers commercial will come on, and literally they have to have a disclaimer telling you that their product doesn't work by law <laughs> and someone will be like I lost all this weight and I feel great attributing all of the wonderful things to the fact that they lost weight totally discounting the fact that they completely changed how they live their life moving their body more eating in a different way that doesn't count but their body's smaller so that's why things are great 
But the bottom is to say, hey, this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, there's like a finger that's pointing up like lying right. whore. Well, right she's here. not a whore. You don't know that she's a whore. Uh, in my mind, she is. Diets, she's that's lying. To me. Diets, you can like, you can like taking, catching a dick and not be a whore. Ain't nothing, ain't no, ain't no thing about catching a little dick. Um, but my, my, my point is, when you see those messages, Tyler's used to you hearing can that say, one. hey, that's bullshit, because mm-hmm. it fucking is. And you can start to counter all of that, and then you can look at mm-hmm. fat bodies and be like, hey, those are fucking awesome. And I have caught my fat body, and because I consume so much media of awesome fat bodies, I've been like, oh my god, I look like one of those fat bodies I think are so great. <laughs> No mm-hmm. lie. My big belly, you know, all all of my parts, I can look at them and be like, those are fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Now it's so, now at this where I am yeah. now in, in life is I am completely comfortable in my own skin at this point. And my whole thing is it's like, look, man, I go on a walk every day for a few miles with my wife. I enjoy it, but I love I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to eat all different types of things. I love to like, that's my thing. Food is, is the one thing that surrounds my life. And I try to eat all varieties of different things, but I'm also at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to like eat an entire carton of ice cream, but I'm going to eat what makes me happy when it makes me happy. And that's what I'm going to do because that's how I, that's the life I'm choosing to lead right now. And absolutely, and my wife is eating like a goddamn queen <laughs> because of the amount of because oh, there's nothing else for you to do. Right. <laughs> so, so this just in: um, one of the greatest pleasures that we experience as humans and bodies being alive is eating. There's a reason it's so pleasurable. There's a reason you eat something delicious when you're hungry and your eyes roll back in your head and you have an orgasm and all that stuff, like. It's meant to be pleasurable. Like people that are like, I don't know, I just love food. And I'm not saying that's what you said, but when, so we're so, we worship at this weird Puritan American, you know, that's our mm-hmm. past is that we're Puritans and we don't want to like sex and we don't want to like food for whatever reason. But those things are wonderful and pleasurable. Tyler, don't blow it out the window. Just get it right in that microphone. Just like blow oh, no, it in that microphone. Weird happened. It's like you put on a Hawaiian shirt and you became a different person. But there's a reason you enjoy food and it's because you're a human with a body and food is meant to be pleasurable and and you can enjoy food. And you can also eat a carton of ice cream because separate from eating foods we enjoy and listening to our bodies, which I think is very important, people can use food for self-care, for Mm. comfort. Sometimes the best you can do is eat a carton of ice cream yep. because maybe it keeps you from jumping out the window. Absolutely. Um, or maybe you've been depriving your body for too long trying to meet a diet culture standard of, you know, 1,200 calories a day, which was a starvation experiment. Oh, my God. It was a starvation experiment, yep. and the men that participated went fucking crazy, and I think they got something like 1,600 or 2,000 calories. I'd have to look at the study, so don't put me on that. I think it was 16. I... Yeah. Fact yeah. checker. <laughs> but those are starvation levels. There was a stretch when I was trying to do 1,500 calories a day. And I remember, and I looked at Kirsten, actually, we, back in 14-ish, we were trying to do mm-hmm. the whole 30. BC. And just like the paleo, but only eating X amount during the day. We got two weeks into this thing, and I was like, I can't fucking do it, man. 
I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. And all I want to do is drive down the street to fucking Bojangles and dive into a box of chicken. And I looked at Kirsten. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I am miserable. I am grouchy. I, I can tell you hate oh being around me right now. So I'm going to get in the car and go get some fried chicken. And if you, if you're not going to object, I'll get you something too. And she didn't say anything. <laughs> I walked out the door, came back 20 minutes later with a box full of chicken. I looked up uh, what you guys were just previously talking about in case you were curious. Uh, that study was called the Minnesota starvation experiment, and it's been happening for about 74, 75 years now. And it was 1600 calories. And the people that did it were like on the brink of death. Like most yep. of them did die. So oh, if shit. you, so if you do weight, <laughs> if you do weight watchers, you, it, it, 12, 1200 calories is one. And of course you get flex points based on your activity because you of course have to earn more fucking food, which is insane. You have to earn but, food. Um, <laughs> But the reason that you wanted to drive down the street and and become fried chicken was that's what biologically bodies are hardwired to do. They need food to survive. Mm -hmm. And if you deprive them of food, they will suck it in and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sometimes there's a famine. Better hang on to everything forever. So that's why 95% of dieters end up heavier than they were before their diet. So I always say to people, you can do whatever you want with your body, but I'm pretty sure you're not dieting because you want to get fatter. And statistically, that's what's going to happen. So I challenge Mm -hmm. you to consider not going on that diet. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so curious. Don't buy the beach body pack because, okay, so like... When I was in, uh, I think it was when I was in college, I started doing Insanity with a buddy of mine who has, uh, well, we're not really buddies anymore, but he's kind of dumb as a fucking rock. And he had the capability to just commit to something like that for the two months that it requires. But we did two weeks. I did two weeks of Insanity. And it was the most miserable, depressed, pissed the fuck off I have ever been in my life. Because I was only eating, I think it was, I don't remember if it was 1,600 or... Pound that vodka. 1,800 calories. It was like some like, it's smaller amount. Like my fucking like steady rate has to be over, I think it was like 2,500 or something like that. Because like I'm a, I'm a bigger dude and I have bigger muscles. So I need to like sustain. But... That was the first time I ever like tried counting calories, and it was like I had a piece of bread this morning with like a egg, and already half my sh- my my daily value was gone. And the the fucking insanity, like my knees had never been the same. Like it was the worst thing. It did so much damage. It hardly did anything good. I got like maybe a glimmer of a six pack, and that was it. Mm. It was horrible. <sighs> Well, I will never fucking do that again. <laughs> so, so a lot of, you know, Jane and Joe middle America probably jumped on the insanity bandwagon and I have nothing to back this up with, but I'm using that as an example of any fitness trend. I did it actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what <laughs> I, uh, I did P90X and insanity in college after I stopped playing baseball. I'm sorry. And then I ended up, and then I ended up doing um, a combination of P90X and insanity called um, uh, X sanity. Clever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stupid. So, so our yeah. relate. Yeah, it was like the most ripped I've ever been in my life. But uh, I hated yeah. myself all the time. Um, our <laughs> so our relationship with movement can be just as fraught as our relationship with food. And I, I, you know, a lot of people have had such base borderline traumatic experiences with fitness like the ones kind of being described here, that when they think about moving their bodies, they're like, nope, not for me. Hate moving my body. 
think back to when you were a little kid, like, I don't know about you, but like, I would be so excited for, um, you know, I knew we were opening the pool the next day and, mm-hmm. and my parents would have half of it filled up with, you know, 38 degree water from the hose and I would be in there swimming. You know what I mean? If you, if you think back to the activities that gave you joy as a child, there is joy to be found in movement. It exists. And and you can reap the health benefits of moving your body. When you move your body, you get the fuck out of your head and you're in the present Mm -hmm. moment and you're and you're um, it can be Zen. It can be all of those things. You can still reap all of those benefits and it doesn't have to be this. I'm on a program. I'm shredding. I'm I'm following some kind of. program in order to shrink my body you can still reap all of the benefits of movement and still exist in your big fat body gentlemen welcome to another segment of 30 seconds with tyler for those of you not in the know this segment's when our very own hawaiian wearing hawaii 50 loving tyler cleary gets to talk about anything he wants now charmaine you said you've listened to an episode in the past dave's episode so how this works just to you know refresh the brain is that tyler will talk about whatever he wants and then at the end of his 30 seconds we grade him harshly on a scale of zero to 10. And if he gets below 21 points, we strip the name Tyler away from him for a week. And um, we give him the name Keith for the rest of the week in shame. In shame. Shame. <laughs> Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm uh, feeling pretty good, dog. How about yourself? Great, man. You look like a Polynesian ray of sunshine today. I got to tell you. <laughs> and your hair is long as fuck. Like if uh like if Sean White was cast as the lead in a Rob Williams biopic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, um are you about ready to Before before Tyler starts, I do just want to say the sexual tension between the four of you is making me uncomfortable. Okay. You, you have to, wait till Matthew's wholesome moment and it goes up a notch. You listen to a quick bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Are you ready? All right, Tyler. Your 30 seconds, my friend, starts now. Pee Wee Gaskins was a serial killer in South Carolina. He had murdered around 110 people, and he was convicted and put in death row in 1976. He stayed next to a man named Rudolf Tyner, who was in for murdering an elderly couple. The elderly victim's son hired Pee Wee to murder Tyner, so Gaskins rigged Tyner's radio with C4 and blew his head off. Gaskins was then put on the electric chair the next day, and that was the first time a white man was sentenced to death for killing a black man in South Carolina history. Whoa! (laughs) Fuck yeah. <laughs> Tyler Ooh. did not blink. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but there was no blinking. Damn. My heart is pounding right now. I think the three of us will take complete credit for that. Is there any air left in your lungs? <laughs> like that plus the vaping? It's that vape juice, man. <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Do you need your oxygen tank? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, your peanut colada vape, vape juice. Go get pee paws, oxygen <laughs> tank, and throw on some Jimmy Buffett. You'll be fine. He had to do a real good rip, a real good rip on that vape. Ooh. <laughs> fat rip bro <laughs> it gets the shaking down the thick clouds it is customary <laughs> that we allow our guests to judge 30 seconds with tyler first on a scale from zero to ten zero being the lowest score and ten being the highest 
what would you give him? So can I, can I, I mean, I have a couple of thoughts. So um, from a getting the content out in the allotted time, 10, I give you a 10. <laughs> um, but as far as um, did I take in very much of it? <laughs> I mean, I, I was paying attention, but I had to work really hard because, exactly. um, I mean, you didn't really, you didn't really tell me a very good story with your, uh, intonation <laughs> would be my one <laughs> critique. <fair. laughs> it was just like, it was like, <laughs> um, so I'm going to give that, um, a six. So I think what would we add? Will we average there like an eight? Okay. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Supreme, Supreme. That was really great. You did have about five extra seconds left. So <laughs> this is going back to what Charmaine said. You know, you're getting the information in there, man, but breaths, you got to breathe a little. You gotta breathe, you know, it. get it in there, you know, calm down. It was a good topic, though. I was engaged. So I, as well, will give you an eight. I, I would take away points for your shirt, but I'm not going to do that because <laughs> Ted Nugent called and he wants his shirt back. And Jimmy Buffett's on hold. Ted Nugent. That's what he pulled out today. Uh, Ted Nugent wears like bearskin shirts, man. <laughs> Guy went through phases, all right. Matthew, what would you give him? I feel like I was listening to like an investigational discovery segment about a murder instead of like a my favorite murder kind of like describing a murder to me. So like there wasn't a lot of color in your story, which kind of disappointed me this time around. I will say you're, you're, uh, you didn't stutter very much, which was great. And he had a lot of time to like maybe color it. So um I'll go with a seven. Seven solid. A seven, y'all. You passed, but it was you okay. Passed. Um, all right. Well, dog. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm dog. I'm just I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. You got a nine. Because I Damn. like that. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> I liked I, it. I, I w- but I think it's because I think it's I think it's because that I'm so used to you doing these now that I'm actually like able to understand all this bullshit you're saying, but to the average listener, like... I, th- I, think there's, I think there's something we need to bring into this now. I think we all need to write our scores down beforehand. Like, right as soon as he's done, we all write down our scores. Maybe we should have a criterion. Right. You think we're influencing each right, other? I th- right, correct. I've been thinking right. that. Like, this way right. there's no influence. I have never been influenced. I don't believe you. <laughs> Your chest hair disagrees. Don't bring him into this. I will say with the time today, I did practice this a few times, and I was hitting, like, 29.5 seconds, and then I think the adrenaline kicked in for this one, and I just, like, flew fucking through it. And the nicotine. Do you practice in front of Mima and Peepaw? No, I I sit in my room with the lights off and practice that way in the complete darkness. I never gave you your actual score, so your score is a 32 out of 40. You get to be be Tyler again. I will not clap for you. Thank you, guys. I'll snap. (laughs) Good job, buddy. Um, But with that, we do need to take another break, and we will be right the fuck back. Two cookies before bed? Are you nuts? Okay, my loves. I'll give you one more, but if you want more tomorrow and the next day, stay tuned on Facebook and Instagram for daily posts revealing our full cast and an extended video. So just one last sneak peek here before it's released Saturday the 19th. Enjoy, my darlings. Your eyes are greedy. The eager, restless eyes of a miser. No, no, please. She knows it too. That girl by your side. There are tears in her eyes. 
give me a second. Just one second. <laughs> Just one second. I have to prepare myself for what I'm about to oh, do. Oh, no. Don't do an accent. Just do the high pitch. High pitched. It's kind of hard because, like, whenever I do the high pitch, I'm usually making fun of people in Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> you make fun of them a lot. Every time I drive through it, which is pretty often. Uh, <clears throat> it matters to you. Oh, what? Well, fuck. I fucked it up already. <laughs> One second. It matters little to you. Very little. I know that. Said Belle. <laughs> <clears throat> Belle, have I changed towards you? When we were engaged, we were both poor. <laughs> Was it better then? Better to be poor? Better. At least to be happy. So I release you from your promise. Jesus. Belle! Oh, fuck. This is a long one. Oh. You're actually doing great, so... <laughs> You're doing great, it. Tyler. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Oh, at first, it may cause you pain to lose me. A very brief pain. But soon, it will be dim. Like a half-remembered dream. An unprofitable dream. And you will be glad to be awake from such a dream. May you be happy in the life you have chosen, Ebenezer. For the love of whom you once loved. That's enough. Show me no more. Take me home. These were the shadows of the things that have been. That they are what they are. Do not blame me. No, no more, no more. One shadow more. Come! We, it's Bayek. Um, I keep seeing this fucking, you can call it a fad, you can call it whatever you want. But I'm so goddamn tired of hearing about keto and ketosis and all this shit that Dr. Oz was talking about for such a long goddamn time. And oh, Dr. Oz. It's a diet to me or the, the, the lifestyle, as people call it, just seems kind of crazy to me. Like you, I can eat all like, like 10 pounds of bacon in a day and it's fine. Like, I'm sure it's fine. But like, if what is it like, you have all the meat and cheese you want, but God forbid you have an apple, like your day, your life's over or some shit. I can't remember what the actual like diet was. Right, well, I, I'm just curious. Like what, what I want to know more about it and why the fuck it's such a big fad. But I also, I know friends who have been on it for years and they're alive. Right. Tyler, did you look up the actual, just for um, anyone who's not familiar with keto? I, I have it in front of my face, so I can read it if you would like. Uh, do you um, want to just read it, it since you already have um, it up? All right, sure. Um, it's a low-carb diet like the Atkins diet. The idea is for you to get more calories from protein and fat and less from carbohydrates. You cut back on um, the carbs that are easy to digest like sugar, so as pastries and white bread. That's what it is. But aren't carbs what give us energy, technically? Yeah. Like, metabolically? Yeah, but, I mean, like, too much anything's bad. It's all about moderation, bro. Yeah, but is that... I don't think they're talking about moderation. If you can <laughs> just eat whatever the fuck you want, as long as it's not a carb. They're talking about no carbs. That's from WebMD, by the way. Um, also, it says, when you eat less than 50 grams of carbs a day, your body eventually runs out of fuel, blood sugar. It can use quickly. This typically takes three to four days. Then you start to break down protein and fat for energy, which makes you lose weight. This is called ketosis. It's important to note that (laughs) a ketogenic diet is a short-term diet that focuses on weight loss rather than pursuit of health benefits. From WebMD. (laughs) Right, and this is my problem with it, is that instead of it being a thing that someone does for maybe a month, people are like living their whole life that way. 
And I don't think yeah, it's, it's going to destroy right. their it's, metabolic processes so and right? they're going to break down at like 60. Yeah. It's like, oh, do I eat sugar and get fat or do I do I this fake stuff and get cancer? Ah, what's a little cancer? <laughs> Charmaine, I'm curious Charmaine. about your... your, your <laughs> I love that. Charmaine. Well, Charmaine. I'm glad you called me in today. <laughs> so, so... Um, <laughs> so as far as keto goes, I, keto, keto, however you say it, I just want to stress yeah. keto, cool, so. neat, so. keto. Um, I just want to stress, <laughs> I just want to stress that um, a lot of people for various health reasons need to cut out certain foods from their diet or they will become very sick. So I'm I just diabetes. want to stress that diabetics are one uh, group of folks, but for one reason or another, um, I, I have to limit certain things because I have certain health issues where certain foods will make me very ill. I fall into a group like that. Mm-hmm. So we're keto, 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 who keto. cares? Is, <laughs> so the problem I have with it, of course, is that Chi even chai. when <laughs> who, who gives a fuck what my name is? Who even cares? Who cares? <laughs> call me, call me Susan. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> so when we do, when we eat in a way that is meant to short term, make our bodies smaller. Now I understand there are people that for their job, you know, if I was making millions of dollars to shoot an action movie and you were pumping me full of steroids and I needed to, you know, not take in any water so that you could see all of my striations and eat in a certain way so that I looked a certain way on screen to make my millions and millions of dollars. Go for it. I understand. We all do with our bodies what we need to do. Again, I will challenge anyone who says that that person is prioritizing their health because they are not. Um, However, if you are eating in a certain way in the short term to drop weight, what is going to happen in the long term, everybody? You're going to gain it back. Probably with more. You're also probably going going to have the fried chicken effect where you've been restricting something. So now you're going to gorge on it because what do we want to do to the person we can't fuck? We want to fuck them. We want to fuck them hard. And that is Mm -hmm. every food when you're on a diet. That is everything you're restricting when uh, when when you're eating only certain things, you will stop restricting and you will eat all those things. Um, no. so, so you're going to kill yourself for two months not fucking them and then you're never going to stop fucking them after that. You're going to fuck them forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> They're stuck with fucking them. The body wants what it can't have. You hear that, man? Uh, so, Charmaine, I, do you ever... Have, have you watched It's Always Sunny? You, uh, I have not. Yeah. I'm aware of it from a cultural perspective, but okay. no, I've not watched so, it. So um, one of the guys on it, one of the creators, Rob McElhenney, I, I was listening to a podcast he was on. And in two different seasons, one season he had gained a lot of weight but between seasons for the following season. And then the most recent season, he had lost a ton of weight and got really shred. Now, the reason he did the latter, the reason he got into such a ridiculous Iron Man, Captain America physique was he was like, I did this for the show, but also as a way to tell people, this is the worst way to live your life. He's like, I was in the gym for like six hours a day lifting and I ate plain chicken breast and one cup of rice and and i am shredded he goes but it was horrible awful he's like he dude i remember hugh jackman had to eat i think it was like three whole chickens or something like that like a day or some bullshit yeah like the diet alone turns me off immediately (laughs) 
And let's now I understand again now. Now we will look at people in Hollywood and say, but they're maintaining it for 10 years. They go back to a relatively thin body and then do a super ripped body for a film. They have a whole team of people and it's a full time job for them to maintain their bodies. And again, I will challenge anyone who says they're prioritizing their health because they're not. However, for normal people who then say, well, that means anybody can change their body and it means they can change it forever. That's where I say, mm-mm, because statistically, 95% of dieters will regain all of the weight and more within five years. And if you look at these studies that say, but not this diet, they didn't follow the participants after two years, and they also stopped following anyone who stopped following the diet. They dropped them out of the statistics completely. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So... So that, that's how I feel about people that change their bodies. Short term is the focus. They will change them in the short term. Yes, that is possible. It is absolutely possible to change your body in the short term. It is 5% possible to change it in the long term. And usually the way you do that is by uh, adopting habits that are disordered in the long term. Yeah. Like anorexia and... And again, not prioritizing your health. But people will look at a fat person and stigmatize them, assuming that because of how they look that they are not prioritizing their health. And I say, look at all of the ways today that we discussed how we all know people who do not prioritize their health, yet fat people are the ones who pay the price from a stigma perspective because we don't like fat bodies, because we worship thin bodies, we worship thinness, we worship beauty what we perceive as beauty. And if you expose yourself to different kinds of beauty, you can change what you find beautiful. You don't have to be a lemming. You can be a B-sides beauty person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as our shows go, this is the most perfect time ever to do uh, Matthew's Wholesome Moment. <laughs> um, and, it, and it is time for Matthew's Wholesome Moment. It's actually past time. Sorry. Rainbow. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally fine. And also, Cold fuck you guys. Beer. I didn't get the other one to Firefly. I'm going to miss this one now. You kind Our of like, trained me to like this. You're gonna like the new Your one. Your first kiss. A firm handshake. Fresh flowers. Gasoline. Miracles. Monster truck rallies. Butterflies. Matthews. Wholesome moment. Welcome back to uh, Matthews Wholesome Moment. Oh. This week, the question is. <laughs> fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> the question this is, voice is after, shut the fuck up, Tyler. <laughs> the question is, what is the uh, healthiest habit you adopted after enduring a rough, low mental time? Full time. Is this for the group? Yeah. Yes. If I have mine, can I no, go? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or do you want yeah, me to yeah, go yeah. last? No, you go first. No, you please go off. first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say just dropping shame around masturbating whenever I want. Like, you know what? Yeah. If I'm yeah. feeling yeah, a little down, there's no shame. Rub one out. Never. You gotta, Feel better. You gotta. Like mm. Eight times today for me. <laughs> right. Get Quarantine it. Has, Get after Quarantine it. has done a nightmare on my hands. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> what you can't calluses. see right Get now are my it. forearms are massive. Like just the right one like, like that scene that quagmire oh. thing when quagmire <laughs> finds the internet <laughs> internet porn yeah he's like hey we haven't seen you in like weeks yeah 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 so you look like yeah. popeye yeah, basically. His, his one arm his right arm is just massive <laughs> um, uh for me i would have to say when kirsten and i get up we we like get the baby ready we go for like a two two mile walk every day and i look mm. forward to it because i like getting outside i like fresh air 
the baby loves being outside and I enjoy walking. I like that the baby was the third thing. I like that the baby was the third thing you enjoy. <laughs> Remember that. Take note. Penelope, if you listen to this later in life, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, the moment your father fell from grace. But she is the reason I get up and do the walk. You know, I, I, I know it's it's good for her to be outside mm-hmm. instead of being stuffed in the house. And it is it's a head clearer, you know, to just be not Word. stuffed inside the house all day and to get outside so that's health wise for me and i'm eating more i'm trying i'm eating more green veggies in my diet hell yeah dog roy um uh i decided today that i'm gonna get a therapist oh nice. good that's dope yeah. that's great yeah man therapy's amazing everyone should be in therapy there is absolutely zero shame in talking to someone. Quarantine has definitely had a interesting effect on my mental health, and I have up days and down days for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's no shame in, and this is just, not for, just for you, but for everybody who's listening. Like, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. There's no shame. Every, we all do. I do it. Everybody does it. Like, just normal to have a problem. So, I mean, that's what those those people are there. Like, they wouldn't exist if they weren't right. needed. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, T Dog, do you have anything on that? Um, mine's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. So before, like, I is got into this like mindset, I, swear to God I would only no. Um, <laughs> like, I was like really closed-minded when it came to like different, like I'm just gonna say like shows, music, all this other kind of stuff. And so now every day I kind of like challenge myself to find something like that either a I used to hate or b that's not something I would typically like find interest in to try and find something interesting about that, whether it's music or TV shows, just to kind of like expose myself to different cultures and like music styles and stuff like that. And by doing that, I don't know, I find myself like happier and enjoying more things and not being like, oh, I only listen to this shit because that's what's expected of how I look or some shit like that. And I don't yeah. know, it just kind of made me feel more open-minded. It looks like you're a big Jimmy Buffett fan. <laughs> is that what people think? No, Tyler, it's fucking awesome, man. Tyler, yeah, if, you, awesome. if you don't, if you uh, let popular culture dictate what you don't listen to because you don't like popular culture, you're letting popular culture dictate what you listen to. Right. So, <laughs> so, so like what you like and don't like what you don't like and expose yourself to everything. And I think it's really cool that you're breaking out of that. That's awesome. That's awesome, dog. And I also want to say from a mental health perspective, um, absolutely everyone should be in therapy. And if you can't afford a therapist, there's a really great book called Loving What Is that dismantles the way that we've been taught to take in the world based on our family of origin, this, that, and the other. And it allows you to um, live the life that you're actually living uh, and not the one that your uh, preconceived notions from your family of origin, your society, everything, everything uh, have taught you to uh, view things through a filter. You can actually live the life you're actually living. So I recommend the book Loving What oh, Is by Byron awesome. Katie very highly. Oh, it is time for mm-hmm. final thoughts with our guest. Oh, wait, Matthew didn't go. Matthew didn't go. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's his moment, too. No, no, no. It's cool. Mine's really quick. Um, Mine was pretty much like uh, the gym became meditative to me, at least after I uh, decided that I'm not going to deny myself any sort of food because like i have ocd so like when i like take something on like i have to be very specific with it and like for a while i was like kind of picking a eating habits that i wasn't fucking enjoying but had been told to me that i should do it that way and it was uh, bullshit uh so as soon as i kind of said no i'm gonna eat the whatever the fuck i want to and still go to the gym 
and I found I still got results and I was still happy with it. And I was happy with myself. And it's just like, once I got past that mental hurdle of like realizing that I didn't have to eat a certain way and I don't have to eat a certain way, as long as I'm still making like uh, an effort to eat healthier and like whatever healthier is to me. Um, I don't know. It just did like a really great shit for my mental. So yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Hell yeah, Hell yeah dog. <laughs> All right, well, um, final thoughts with our guest. Uh, thank you for letting me say so many things today. Obviously, I have a ton to say about all of this, and uh, you guys were wonderful for giving me a platform because it's important, I think, to get the counter message out there to all of the bullshit that we take in all day. And I just want to mm-hmm. say that if anybody was listening today and they're like, you're right, everything is bullshit. I shouldn't have to focus every second on what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, how much I'm moving. I shouldn't have to obsess about this. I shouldn't have to live my life. And on my tombstone, it shouldn't be written. She maintained a certain size body. Um, if you <laughs> want uh, to free yourself from all of that, I highly recommend looking into um, health at every size. It teaches you how to find peace with food, peace with movement, um, because we, we are born with the desire to move and all of the tools inside of us to know what foods our bodies need and want. If we can just shut everything else the fuck up and listen to our bodies. Uh, and I highly recommend um, researching health at every size to find out how to get back in tune with what you were born with, to relearn what you were born with. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Do you have anything, uh, any personal things you would like to plug real quick before we... Oh my God, no, everything's fucking canceled. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and that's um, our show. <laughs> uh, uh, so I am in the Curtain Up show at Musical Fair. Um, uh, they're doing uh, nice work if you can get it. Uh, if, if you know, if, if, if they... <laughs> Literally, nice work if you can get it. If you get it. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? But right now, as of right now, I you know, that's still happening. Um, I'm in the second show. Harvey in, Weinstein. But I can't remember if they announced their season yet. They have not. Uh, and then I'm in. Harvey Weinstein. I'll be working I, so, on yeah, that So, yeah, so I'll shush on that. <laughs> well, I can't wait to maybe work with you. The three of us. The three of us. We'll be there together again. <laughs> And then uh, after that, I am uh, in Kinky Boots at 710. Uh, Musical first doing Kinky Boots at 710. So that's though that's what's on the docket. But, you know, who knows? Tomorrow, who knows? We'll have a vaccine tomorrow or the world will explode in Wear six months. Who fucking, fucking knows? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and with that, uh, thanks again for being on the show. Um, so we encourage you all to live long and prosper in the happiest way possible. Take care of yourself because you're beautiful. Goodbye. Wear a mask. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at negativenancyspodcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I just verbally abuse you about vaping, so... Yeah, but not like that. That's going to be the best thing you've heard. Yeah, well, when a stranger just comes on and totally destroys his soul, it's different. It's all we want. It just hits a little different, man.